Hi, I'm Josh Van Berkel. Welcome to the Activate Christchurch podcast. It's our privilege to share it with you. I hope you enjoy it. And if you ever find yourself in Christchurch, pop in and say hello. We'd love to see you. Okay, cool then. So, I want to I want to get into the word this morning. My name's Jared. Is Josh Sang? Um, coming along to church here for about four months, loving it, and I love the armor of God. And I want to read out this passage um, in case we have any guests this morning that haven't been hearing about this. This is in Ephesians chapter six, verse ten, and this is Paul writing uh, to the church in Ephesus. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggles are not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of the evil one in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to take your stand, uh, maybe stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Do you know what the difference is between somebody who puts on a uniform and goes to work uh, with the role of what that uniform represents or someone who puts on a uniform and doesn't go to use it? One is a real person and the other person is an actor. So I have got, you know, or you could say one is a professional and one is a fan. So I have got uh, a Crusaders top, you know, or I could have an all-black top, and I could put that on, and I could go to the game, but unless I'm dreaming, I'm not actually playing on the field. Uh, I could put on a police uniform uh, and hop in my car, but no matter how many times I hit the aircon dials um, in my car, I'm not going to have any sirens that magically start going because I'm not really a police officer. I want to just touch on this thought for a little bit because we have the armor of God and it's really cool. Oh, I want the armor of God and this and this. And we can, we can learn what it represents and we can learn how to use it. But unless we actually gauge, engage in the purpose for which it is designed, uh, we're actually just a fan. We're not actually really utilizing it for its real sense. So you can, you can be a Christian and you can go to church and you can be a spectator to what God is doing or you can be a Christian, which means to be Christ-like and you can be discipled by him and you can be actively going after the cause of Christ in your community and you transition from being a fan of Christ to actually being a real Christian. So I just want to say this because we're rounding off this series um, very, very shortly. And I just want to kind of put this out there. It is all well and good for us to learn about the armor of God but it's actually not designed so that we feel good about ourselves. We have the armor of God because God has intended us to be battle ready. And unless you go into battle, the armor actually serves no purpose. So you can go, man, I look so good in the mirror. I've got my shield of faith and my breastplate of righteousness. and I've got it all polished up, looking good. Don't I feel so nice? And 
You know, and we can live our Christian life with a mindset that I just want to have a good life that becomes a great life, and I just want to do life for me, and I just want to have the best marriage and the best kids. And there's, you know, I want the best marriage and the best kids, but we can have a mindset where our relationship with Christ is introspective. Intro, what's that word? Introspective. There's a reason why my wife says he's smarter than me. He hates me saying that, so I just got to drop it in every now and then. <laughs> you know what my wife said to me the other day? You know, it's our wedding anniversary today, by the way. I said, I want to eat some ice cream. And she said, I don't think you should. And I said, why is that? And she goes, well, you ate a lot during lockdown, and that's what made you get chubby. She said, you know what the difference is between your, you and your brother? When your brother puts on weight, he just looks stronger. <laughs> what? With friends like these. This is why I need my armor. Mm-hmm. But honestly, we can live our life for Christ with the idea that Christ died to make my life better. And that's not true. That's this, like the initial part of Christ because I died to save you so that then you can die to yourself and live every moment for the rest of your life for me. And this is the whole purpose of the armour of God that Christ goes, man, I have got a call for your life. I have a mission for your life. There is a cause of Christ inside you for which you are called to lay your life down for. And so I will give you this armour so that you can be successful in what I have called you to do for the purposes of my kingdom. So when we, when we study this and when you go home and you, you're applying these things to your life, it's really important to realise that for these um, Aspects of the armor to fully reach their purpose, you need to engage in the call on your life. To live your life laid down for Christ, that his kingdom will come and his kingdom would have no end, that those around you would benefit because you have a relationship with Christ. And what I love about the helmet of salvation is what we're talking on today. The helmet of salvation isn't actually really referring so much to your salvation moment. That's the word sozo which means to be made whole, mind, body, soul, and spirit. That's where we get the word salvation from. This word salvation is actually a different one, and it's a noun. Um, the sozo word is a verb, to be made whole. This one is, is, is actually in reflection to that this has already taken place, and this is more about actually receiving what Christ has done for you since you have now become saved. Okay, so, and actually, a, a stronger translation would be to not put on the helmet of salvation, but to receive it as a gift from Christ. And what this passage is, is kind of insinuating is that your mind should be wrapped up in the mind of Christ. Because you have been saved, you should now be putting on the mindset of Christ. You should be putting on Christ himself. There's a sense with this, and, and, and some of the uh, kind of the root meanings and things like this, it, it kind of sounds like you're not putting on a helmet, you're receiving the headship of Christ. That, that which is at the top would flow down through every part of who you are. And so I look at the life of Christ, and well, if I put on the mind of Christ, as an armor to guard my thinking, to protect myself, what is it that I'm actually putting on? Well, if I'm putting on the mindset of Christ, what does the mindset of Christ do? And to look at that, we need to look at the mindset that Christ had when he walked on the earth. 
Because Christ came to the earth and he came with a purpose and we're meant to emulate that same purpose as we emulate Christ. And so Christ goes, man, I'm on the earth and I've come to the earth that I could draw all men to the Father. I have come to heal the sick and bind up the brokenhearted. I have come to, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cure the lepers, cast out demons, to preach the kingdom of God. I've come to destroy the works of the devil. So when we look at this helmet of salvation, it's not so much a helmet of salvation just to keep me safe, even though that's kind of what it does by default. It's to, to wrap around our mind to give us the mindset of Christ. And so for me, one of the biggest challenges that I have is my own thinking. Uh, I'm a very driven person by nature. Uh, I, I just want to work a lot. And often the only time when I feel relaxed is when I'm working. And when I'm not working, I'm thinking about the work that I could be doing and wondering why I'm not doing it right now, which leads to consistent conversations at home around my physical health and how often I get sick because of the amount of times that I feel like I should be working. And so one of my, one of my struggles in life and my battles in life is to step out of my mindset into the mindset of Christ. And I can try my hardest to go, well, I'm not going to think about work. But you know, you can't just empty your mind of thoughts. You know, you can't just have a vacuum of stress. You actually need to replace what you're thinking about with something else. Otherwise, your mind will just step back into its old mindsets, which for me is always work. And so what I need to do to, to have my mind being healthy and to step out of what is my challenge, which is an overworked nature, and for other people in the room, it could be anything, is to actually step back into the mind of Christ and begin to meditate on what Christ thinks about. And that is how we put on the helmet of salvation. It's like, Christ, what are you thinking about? Because we look at the life of Christ and Jesus said, you know, I've come to do all these things. They go, man, Jesus, if I were you and I'm here to heal the sick, to destroy the works of the devil, to draw all men to the Father, I'm going to have a workload that drives me crazy. So Jesus, with that task list that you have got, how, how did your mind work to be able to live at peace with such a workload? And so we look at the way that Jesus thought and he says, I only do what I see the Father doing. And so there's a sense of the way that even though Jesus had this incredible cause and this incredibly calling, great call on his life, he goes, I've got all these tasks and I could be so easily driven by these tasks, but the way that my mind is wired is to give full focus to the Father and I'll only do what I see him doing in the moment. And so when we look at our helmet of salvation, it's not just a helmet that we put on to go, well, now my thinking is safe. Because I found that that doesn't actually work for me. I've had times of great stress going, God, I thank you for the helmet of salvation and 30 seconds later, I still have great stress. But to begin to take my time to go, how do I think like Christ when I have all these things that I'm called to do? And if Christ only did what he saw the Father doing, am I then right now looking through my own lenses or am I looking through the filter of the helmet of salvation which would cause me to take time to draw back into a quiet place and to get my eyes on the Father and say, Father, what are you doing? 
And so if you want to readjust the way that you can see life and the way that your mind thinks, taking that time to draw back and see what is the Father doing is so important. And I love what church is doing, looking at, you know, we're going to read the Bible in a year. Uh, I think that's so incredibly cool. Uh, And I like that it's starting because actually I I wanted to share a couple of thoughts around that. Do you know that in Israel, the Jews read the same part of the Bible all together? So you can go to your neighbor if you're a Jew in Israel and go, ha, wasn't Habakkuk 2 verse 3 great yesterday? And they're like, it was great. And you can walk around knowing that everybody's reading the same part of the Bible, except for Isaiah 53. That chapter is in their Bible, but it's banned and no one's allowed to read it because it so clearly talks about who Jesus Christ is which I think is great because apparently lots of young people are getting saved over there because they're like, I don't want to read the Bible, but I know that there's one chapter that I'm not allowed to read, so I'll go and read that. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this sounds like Jesus. Those Gentiles might be onto something. And then they get saved, and that's nice. So really practically, I want to talk a little bit more then. So we go, there's one way to put on our helmet is we we pull back and we get our eyes focused on God because it doesn't matter how big the calling is, we're only going to be able to step into it if we're being motivated by the anointing that God comes around us. Does that make sense? So first thought is the helmet's not just for us. The armor of God is not just for us. The armor of God is there so that we can step into the call of Christ on our life. When we become aware of the call of Christ, it's very easy to then become driven by the call and to lose your peace. But just like Christ, we need to pull back, put our eyes on the Father and see what He is doing, and then He will lead us into it. So reading the Word of God for me has been one of the most important things in being able to do this. And it's amazing, you know, people say that, They often won't know what they had for breakfast, but they'll sure know by lunchtime if they haven't had it. Sometimes reading the Bible is like that. And for me to have the mind of Christ, consistently reading the Word of God is so incredibly important. And it is amazing the times where the Word of God will suddenly surface in your life. And the mindset of Christ will explode to the surface when you need it to. I'm going to tell you a brief story and then I'm going to wrap up. So... On many occasions in my life, I feel sorry for myself. Uh, So I couldn't even pick the date of this story because there's many of them, and all of them I'm not proud of. But in one of these particular moments, I was feeling very sorry for myself, and I was having a bit of a wobbly, okay? And I was letting God know exactly what I thought of the situation that I was in and all of the disappointment that I had. Uh, It was kind of almost like one of those smite me, mighty smiter moments. Uh, I remember (laughs) going around, no one was outside, and slamming the doors of my car. Mm, Slam, (laughs) slam. (laughs) It's so embarrassing. Um, And so I was complaining to God bitterly. And I was, I was in a very dark, dark mood. Probably one of my darkest for a long time. So I'm going around slamming the different doors of my car. I am crying. Um, that's not unnormal. I'm a very emotional dude. And I don't believe in like, trying to do anything with my emotions other than let them out uh, at any given moment. Uh, and so I'm doing that and I'm yelling at God. Going, God, this is not fear. This is not fear. I can't do it. I can't do it for this reason, this reason, this reason, this reason. And I'm just like spouting out basically negative prophecies over my life. 
You know, just partnering with lies, partnering with disappointment, partnering with all of this stuff. I've pretty much just taken off my helmet of salvation, done a drop kick with the, into the gutter, gone wherever God is, I'm looking the other way and ignoring all these things. And I'm just going through this big negative spiel or this huge monologue while crying and slamming the doors of my car. Okay, you got the picture? What a muppet. Okay. But thankfully for Jared, there was a previous Jared who was consistently reading the Bible, okay, which current Jared still probably was doing, but being a, a muppet with it. And I've read the book of Psalms multiple times, probably hadn't read it for a couple years at this point. And I'm yelling out loud to God all these reasons why it will not work. And then uncontrollably, out of my stomach, burst a verse. I didn't even know the reference of it. It was uncontrollable. It just shot out of my mouth and it surprised me so much. I was kind of shocked and just stood there in silence. So I'm slamming the doors going, God is not good enough. I'm never going to be able to do it. I'm not good enough. There's way too much pressure. There's way too many obstacles. It can't be done, but I will not surrender my hope and give in to fear for you are the one that stoops down to make me great. And it just exploded out. Psalms chapter 18, verse 35. For you are the one that stoops down to make me great. And I was like, oh my goodness, where the heck did that come from? And then all of a sudden, these prophecies just began to explode out of my mouth. And the word of God and the promises of God. The helmet of salvation is so incredible for, for holding on to the mindset of Christ. But just saying a nice prayer and putting it on is actually just kind of a token gesture. But to understand the word of God, of who he is and what he says about you, for a wee list of things that he says about you, if you wanted to wrap around the mindset of Christ around you, this is who he says you are. You are complete in him. You are washed, you are sanctified and justified. You are set apart for the master's use. You are shielded by God's power. You are kept in his hand, kept from falling, kept by the power of God. You are not condemned. You are one with the Lord. You are strengthened by his mighty power. You are seated in heavenly places. You are his very own people. You are eager to do good. You are entrusted. You have a holy calling. You are greatly loved. You are protected from the evil one. You are equipped with spiritual armor. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You are born again. You are the Lord's servants. You are living stones, a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, a chosen people, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. You are aliens and strangers in this world, but you are citizens of heaven. You are the sheep of his pasture, the people of God, recipients of mercy, more than conquerors, hidden with Christ, being transformed into his likeness. You are his. So just a handful of verses that when you're going, man, I'm struggling with stress or I'm struggling with anxiety or I'm struggling with depression or I'm struggling with this, you're going, you know, I can't ignore these thoughts, but I sure can't replace them with these thoughts. We're just going to take communion in a moment. If we can get the band, that'd be great. So very, very simply... You know, that helmet of salvation, we, we have access to the mind of Christ. 
because of what Christ has already done for us. It's not so much a matter of, of picking it up and putting it on. It's actually an essence of receiving the thoughts of Christ. The realization that what he did on the cross, he didn't just do for us so that, that we could be saved, but so that we could be saved and he could continue to reach into the lives of others through us. There is this, this incredible sense of responsibility, of awe and wonder to, to not be dressed simply in an armor of God so that we look wonderful when we gaze upon our own reflection but so that we are battle ready, ready to take the cause of Christ to see the world made whole on behalf of the Father, given the ministry of reconciliation. And we can even look at that and even in that we could become driven. And then we remember, wait, how does the mind of Christ operate? The mind of Christ operates by looking at the Father and seeing what the Father is doing and, and what is He saying about me. And even when we camp in our own self-pity, to then pull back to what the Word of God says about us and then re-engage once again. I will exchange my thoughts for the thoughts of Christ, that the armor of God, the helmet of salvation will be the way that I think. So as we take communion this morning, the, the bread that represents His body that was broken for us and His blood that was poured out for us, that we would have that initial gift of salvation, which would lead us into being to have the mind of Christ. Let's take communion this morning not to just be thankful that we're saved, but to make an exchange this morning, going, what thoughts, God, are in my life that you would like me to swap with the thoughts that you have? God, is there doubt that I have partnered with that you want me to exchange right now for hope? God, is there worry in my life that you want me to exchange for vision? God, is there apathy in my life that you would, you would want me to exchange for passion? God, is there, have I just been looking at my life through what I need and that you would cause me to be selfless with the way that I think? God, what would be, just simply put, what is one thought, God, and the way that 